This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. We are here. We are here. Like, here, here. Like, in person at the BeatSource Studios, BeatSource office, coming to you live, or pre-recorded live, uh, podcast style, so I'm pretty damn excited, okay? We just finished the interview. It went great. I'm going to tell you all about it, but before I tell you about it, like always, I got to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by BeatSource. BeatSource is the new digital music service for open format DJs. Make sure you get on there. We got BeatSource Link popping, which uh, gives you the ability to DJ off of the cloud. We've got all types of uh, playlists constantly being updated by our amazing curators um, made by DJs for DJs. And something super exciting this week is that we've added African music as its own section, its own genre. It's got all of the sub-genres within there. And DJ's amazing curator is killing it on there so uh go peep that out we got a lot of other uh, super exciting stuff coming and happening and coming soon and happening right now so go check out beatsource.com uh but now i gotta let you know about the amazing guest that we just had on the show it was the uh he is the official dj for the los angeles lakers he is someone that has made a great career for himself as a professional DJ in the sports world, which is hard to do. And it's something we talk about on the show that that almost didn't exist uh, when he first started doing it. And now that's his full on career uh, because he's also the official DJ for the AVP Pro Volleyball Tour, which is the worldwide biggest volleyball tour you can you know, be a part of. Um, he traveled to the Olympics in Rio when the volleyball uh, team was out there. And now in a few weeks, he gets to travel to Tokyo for the 2021 Olympics. So I'm a little jealous and I'm super happy for him. It's going to be unbelievable. Um, he's someone that has a lot of amazing stories, uh, a lot of really good insight into the different ways you can build your DJ career. Um, he tells us about some awkward interactions, uh, one that he had with Dr. Dre that ended up being okay, but it was a hilarious story. Uh, he also talks about some serious things about DJing the game right after Kobe Bryant passed away, how he approached that and what it was like. Um, you know, he has so many cool things going on apart from his sports DJing career too, from music consulting, his production duo, Suicide Doors, and the music that they're releasing, uh, his own podcast that he does called Beat Talks, where he talks to all DJs that are in the sports world, so other DJs that are DJing for sports teams, um, and uh, a lot of other things that he brings to the table and things that he's learned over his amazing 20-year career in the sports DJing world. So please welcome to the show, DJ Ruche. Let's go. All right, we are in the house, the 20 podcast, in person, version two, the second in-person person uh, interview we've had, <laughs> DJ Ruche, Lakers DJ, and so much more. So happy to have you here. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, and I'm honored to be here. I've been a longtime listener since when you started and you were reviewing the songs <laughs> on the 20 playlist. Okay, so you're you're I've, you're a yeah. 20 OG. You Correct. know the actual original format. For people that are just tuning in, we used to play songs off of the 20 playlist and the guests would help me uh 
you know, re- review them. But now we've we've pulled away from that yes. to avoid some copyright issues. <laughs> so there's just more me then. That's yes, really what we're getting just at. Just more you. Yeah. Who it's needs the music? Better. Just me. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So we are here. No more music. But I'm glad you've listened. That helps. Oh, yeah. uh, when we've got experienced listeners, they know the flow of the show and they know what they're doing. And you've got your own podcast. Yeah. So it's even better. You know how to speak into a mic and do things which a lot of people don't by the way <laughs> that people that have been doing this a long time when no. their hands covering the microphone and they're trying oh, to yeah. sing into it i'm like no that's not gonna work for you yeah totally or, yeah. or i'm editing yes yeah, it sounds like it's like uh, <laughs> uh, it's like a, a fly going by your ear mosquito type <laughs> you, you put know, some type effect. of effect on their voice to pan from one side to the other yeah. just because not good <laughs> so we're here but yeah i'm so excited uh to hang with you and actually meet you in person and to um you know be here in person doing this and to learn more about your life as the lakers dj and how you got there and all the other amazing things you do um so yeah i mean obviously the lakers are not uh in the running right now for the championship not this year anymore uh right yeah. right this year yeah. but um last year they you know had an amazing win and we're in la and um i see you came in here with the ring so are all the youtube people um i did bring some jewelry today you know i don't get to show it off that often or check, haven't check out yeah. come on if you if you're listening right now go check out the youtube because he's got the <laughs> most amazing ring <laughs> the fact that it has my name on is really what yo like i still don't think it's sunk in yet to be honest with that's you that's a flex yeah it's it's uh <laughs> yeah it still feels a little surreal not gonna it's lie. so cool yeah. it's so cool you earned it you were there um providing the music pumping up the players making it happen i mean Music is a huge part of everything. I mean, it was even shown during the pandemic how people like D-Nice and everybody can, you know, D-Nice especially, brings everyone together by DJing. And it showed how important it was in the bubble, how they wanted to make sure they had DJs playing for the players even during that time. And um, even when the crowds weren't allowed in, you know, I think you guys are such an important part of it and music is such an important part of it. So it's cool to learn. I do. I was curious when they went to the bubble, they sent four DJs. I wasn't one of them, but DJ Shauna, who's been on here was one of them. I was just curious what it's going to be like, because I'd never done an event without fans until last year. And you're like, well, that's kind of what I, you thrive off of. Yeah. But when you're DJing sports, it's not about me, right? People will show up because LeBron's there. They don't care if I'm there or not. <laughs> so I always look at it as I'm here to compliment what's going on. Right. So it made sense that the music was there to compliment the players in the play because it would have sounded very awkward. Even if somebody just put a playlist on, it would have sounded awkward without yeah. an actual DJ being in control right. of it. Yeah. And you you DJ in real time watching the game yeah. depending on what's happening, yeah. right? So yeah. um, that's a big difference. I mean, in the same way that you can't just have a playlist in a nightclub. You know, you could even make the playlist for the nightclub of all the songs that you're going to play that night. And it still wouldn't be the same vibe as it would be if you're doing it live. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Crazy. So how long have you been working with the Lakers and been the official DJ? This is my fifth season. So I just wrapped up my fifth season. And uh, my biggest flex is that I'm the first like official DJ. They had people that did music before. Yeah. He wouldn't call, he wouldn't call himself a DJ even though, and it's not like throwing shade at him at all. Like he was more of the organist, that kind of music guy and did the music. Oh, okay. Um, So when they brought me in, it was the year after Kobe retired and they were kind of looking to make, which made sense. Like Kobe's gone. It's a new era. So let's change it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
So a new organist came in, I came in, and uh, I'm the first DJ that they've put in the stands at Staples Center for Lakers. Crazy. It took me a few seasons. It was my fourth season, I think, when I was in the stands full time. Wow. Yeah. Where yeah. did they have you before? Like, I was at the like very top of the building above okay. section 317, so you would have to like strain your neck to look up there. It was yeah. funny when I finally got in to the stands where people could see me, like one of the ushers was like, oh, I just thought they had like a CD that hit play up there. So I was like, so magically, the right <laughs> song... At the right times of the game, right. the CD just knew what to play. Like, but of course, if you don't see where it's coming from, yeah, they don't. You know, like people connect with it, even if they don't know. Like, they, if they see where the music's yeah. coming from, they're going to connect with it. A yeah, little it's bit like more. subconscious, yeah. kind of. Yeah, that's so cool. I know. I asked uh, Shauna this question that if she had to like battle the organist or like yeah, how exactly, they would, yeah. uh, how does that know work? What to yeah. do? Like, and she's like, no, I, you know, Shauna does but everything. But she weirdly does not weirdly, but different. Uh, does everything right? Yeah, literally everything. And you have to sync up with the organist, or maybe any other type of thing. Yeah. Going so on. the easiest way to think about it is that all the music during gameplay yeah. is from my guy Joel Jacobson. Okay. Everything else, unless it's a music video on the video board, everything else is me. So when you walk oh, in, okay. warm ups, timeouts, halftime, that's all me. But during gameplay. When you hear like the defensive prompt or let's go Lakers or you're hearing the organ, like some people don't, they think like I'm just hitting a button right. and the organ sound comes up, but he's actually doing it live and his Instagram is private. So I've tried to get some videos of him doing it live just to make sure people know that somebody's there doing it live. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how we, that's how we divide it up. That's cool. Yep. And so, um, and how do you, are there pre-approved songs or how do you know what to play at the right time? Um, some of it is experience. The Lakers have never said hey play this or don't play that like oh, i've gotten i've gotten some suggestions like what the players want to hear while they're warming up which yeah. i'm always i'm always open to suggestions well of course yeah, yeah you're basically um, there for as them long, in a way yeah as long as it's clean and like clean clean not yeah. sometimes quote unquote radio clean which isn't always clean right. um then they're there no one's has said anything to me one way or the other that's cool yeah. are there any players that have specific things that you need to play every game. No, I haven't heard anything like that. I need to hear this. Um, I stalk all of them on social media. So right. if they post a video or something like that about a song they're listening to, I'm like, okay, I'm going to make sure I throw that in there. Right. Le LeBron probably helps a lot because he's, he's constantly constantly. Posting. And I think any rap song LeBron is fine with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but like Kyle Kuzma is from Houston. So I try to throw some of that in there or like where other guys are from. I'll try to sneak some stuff in there. Right. And, uh, yeah, until somebody tells me I'm doing it wrong, I'm just going to keep going that direction. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool that they give you the freedom to decide. And it does help. I mean, I've been doing it. I was the – so I had been in the NBA with the other Los Angeles team. Okay. The Clippers for 12 years. The I was other their, team. Yeah, the other <laughs> team. I was the music director. So kind of like I did – when I first started, I did everything. And then we brought in DJ Dents. Right. Um who's their guy now. So then I went to doing all the in-game stuff. Okay. So I'd kind of done all the jobs. So right. I kind of got used to it. And then uh, the Lakers called and I had had to make the move. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Patiently waiting by my phone for the phone call. I finally got it. That's so cool. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. And also congrats to the Clippers. I know people, uh, you know, Look, <laughs> right now they're, they're doing pretty damn yeah, good. In LA, if the teams are winning, everybody's happy. Yeah. Yeah. So, and congrats to Dents. You know, I've heard him. Yeah. On actually, the radio he, I know people think we should be rivals, but he actually DJed my wedding. Amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. And he was one of the first people on your podcast, right? He or? was actually my very first one. He okay. was the very, which I'd actually, 
So my idea for the podcast was to kind of go to each arena, oh. watch a game, DJ, interview the DJ afterwards. Oh. And so I did a test one with Dents, obviously because he's local. We've known each other a long yeah. time. And then I got busy, and then the world shut down. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I guess we'll just do this via Zoom. Right. Uh, which, depending on your internet service, can be annoying or not. Because <laughs> yes. like you asked the question, you know they haven't heard it yet, and so I'm just waiting for them to respond and try not to step on top of them, which is... <laughs> I've learned a yeah, lot over this the year. Delay it's like is, being on CNN, you know, like, yeah. or like <laughs> watching the news and they're like, are you going to... I'm just, exactly. You know, you're constantly yeah. like stopping them. And it depends on the internet connection because sometimes it's smooth and sometimes yeah. it's just horrible. And for no rhyme or reason, like all of a sudden it'll be, okay, why is there a 30 second delay where there wasn't a second ago? So I that, know. yeah. I started using a program called eCam because it was like a little bit quicker and more high mm -hmm. quality, but it still would have yeah. problems. And yeah, you're just, you know, you're, it's just the internet. It's like the time we're in for Correct. It. Yeah. Um, oh, that's so cool. Well, so just to talk more about the games and all that stuff. Um, and like we mentioned, you got a ring, like, yeah, that's so dope. When did you find out that you would get a ring from the championship? Did you know that was going to happen? Um, I was hoping I'll tell you <laughs> that right now. I don't remember how long after they won, uh, that we were, got an email saying, you know, come to the facility at this point or so you can get your ring sized. Or if you know the size, send it in and fill out yeah. some information. I don't remember how long it was. It was probably shorter than normal because the NBA season last year went a lot longer than it right. normally does. Yeah. Um, but I, the players got theirs opening night. And okay. that was like, I think they made those within like four weeks after it was all approved. Right, which right. Which the guys like, it, we usually get like three months to make the rings, not four weeks. Yeah. Um, but I got mine in... February of uh, this year. Oh, cool. Yeah, which was one of the coolest days ever. I think I went to the facility, picked up the ring, pulled it in the parking spot at the facility, and I think I sat there for like 10 or 15 minutes just looking at it. <laughs> just be like, this is mine, right? Like, no one's going to – it's not a joke. They're not going to take it back yeah. from me. Um, I remind people, like, yes, I didn't put the ball in the basket one time, so I can't – I don't brag about, like, oh, we're better than you because that's not my job. I just – I play the music, and I'm just fortunate enough to be – right with an organization that every year they're trying to win a championship. Uh, but yeah, having a Lakers championship ring is, it's pretty cool. That's oh, for that's sure. So cool. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a lifetime memento. 100%. To have in yeah. your life. Um, that's, that's amazing. And so what about like, um, well, talking about the music that you're allowed to play or, you know, seems like you can make the executive decision. Um, have you ever played anything that didn't go over too well? Early in my career, um, I actually started DJing Pro Beach Volleyball first before I got into the NBA. Okay. And most sports songs work regardless of what sport it is. Right. Um, with the Pro Beach Volleyball Tour, there's like a Seven Nation Army song that I can't think of. Not, uh, not Seven Nation Army, uh, but White a White Stripe song, but oh, not yeah. the Seven Nation Army song, another song of theirs that I would play. Right. And it's had a thumping beat that people would like use their clappers and like bang along oh, to okay. it. And I was like, oh, if it worked at volleyball, it would definitely work in the arena. And it was a huge moment. And, happened and I put that on and like the crowd did not respond the way that I thought they would. Oh, and I was like, Oh, that's, that's uh, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> um, and it was, I, I definitely brought the mood down real quick in the building. I was like, Ooh, I did not live up to the, cause it was like, I don't remember what the plays were, but it was, you know, you feel the build up, and then we either dunked on somebody's face or hit a three and the crowd lost their mind. I was like, Oh, I'm going to do this. And they're all going to clap along. That's not what happened at all whatsoever. <laughs> so, uh, it wasn't Crazy. like it was the, it's not like it was a bad song. It just was the wrong song for that moment. I was like, okay, I, this is, I need X type of songs for that moment at all yeah. times. Yeah. Right. 
you have to have the go-to crate of just boom. Yeah, because I think with the in volleyball, I was able to build up to that song where people were clapping along, yeah. as opposed to it hits right away. Yeah, like if something exciting happens, I need the drop. I need to cue it up to the drop right now, and we'd have no time to build up. Right. That's, yeah, I think in sports, you that's the biggest issue with. Like, you could do a sporting event if you had time to be there. But, like, if I just threw you into basketball or volleyball, you'd be like, okay, it's a little over a woman. Because your crates aren't organized yeah. the way they need to be. Right. So, yeah, or making sure everything's organized the way it's supposed to be. Setting right. the cue points where they need to be queued yeah. up to be like, oh, here's the drop, boom, we're going, and everybody's losing their right. mind. Yeah, yeah, you have to be ready to just manipulate the music. Yeah. Where so in the club, far. you can build up to that midnight drop, and then yeah. everybody loses their noodles. Right. right, but you were able to build up to that moment yeah. where I have no time to build up. The players, the game is building up for me. Right. I can't do it with the music. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What about songs that you didn't know would work? Do you have any of those, or or someone recommended or something, or you've heard another DJ play? Uh, there probably is. I think uh, it's, I don't do a lot of stuff that I would consider cheesy. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I the Lakers fan base isn't that right. like, I'm not going to play uh, the Cupid shuffle, right? But it'll work at other arenas. Yeah. Right. But the Lakers fans, uh, we don't have like a crowd pump MC. We don't shoot t-shirts into the crowd like right. where other teams do, but because you have 17 championships, they're like, all we care about is championships. So I don't, <laughs> I don't need a free t-shirt, right? right? Like I just want another championship. <laughs> I don't care about your free t-shirt. Right. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what I stay away from a little bit. I can't okay, think of any, yeah, I can't think of anything that I oh this doesn't work or yeah yeah or or it was like surprising that it did work yeah or yeah something. yeah yeah you're probably not trying out too many things like you figure out what works and you can yeah I, um yeah if I experiment it'll be earlier in the game yeah just to be like oh we'll see if this works but sometimes right. you just go to your try and true stuff yeah yeah. And what about like equipment wise? Like I know Shauna was telling me she had backup she laptops stuff, yeah. and record box, <laughs> and she had so much going on. Yeah, which is I don't know how she remembers prepared. all where all the buttons are. Right, it's a little easier for yeah, exactly. All kinds of stuff. What, what's your setup like? So I have the uh, Pioneer SRT or the one thousand SRT, the controller. Yeah, the controller, right. and then I have an instant replay machine. Oh, cool! And so. I can actually DJ with the controller, and then if I need that song right this second, it's on the instant re replay machine, hit the button, and it's good right. to go. And I like having that as a backup, too, for introductions. Like, we'll do an order of, like, here's the... After the anthem, will be visiting right. team introduction, yeah. Lakers introduction, tip-off song, whatever. So, like, because the instant replay is never going to skip. Right, or exactly. It's like, yeah. Or crash or Correct. USB yeah, that thing is thing. a tank. So yeah. I have all the stuff I do every single game on that just in case and they're right. all you know the hot timeout stuff and things like that right so, and do you have like sweeteners or like little sound i don't have things? to do all i don't have to do all that stuff all oh, that stuff great. is from joel because that's oh, in-game wow. stuff so he's he has an he wow. has an organ he has a laptop i think with he can use click effects and he has an instant replay machine and he has a drum pad like he'll do the defensive sounds on the drum pad sometimes too so he has a lot more going on than i do wow. yeah that's great, actually. It helps you. You can Wanna, just focus on the music and the cues. Well, and also, too, if you're doing everything all game long, and they're like, hey, in the third quarter, we're going to switch this during this timeout, you, yeah. can't, you can't take your eyes off the court if you're always doing something. Right. Like, if they're like, hey, we're, we're going to show Drake on the video board next time out, like, oh, let me grab that Drake song real quick. Where if you're, yeah, you I don't know how you have time to find that Drake song if you're doing every single thing. So it does help. It helps a lot when we have to do stuff like that. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah, because live events change. I don't know about you, but I've never done a live event that has gone the way it's 
schedule. doesn't mean things went never. wrong, right. but it's just never gone no, never. from point A to point Z perfectly. Yeah, totally. never, not one time. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I know. When I do events and they put like, 59 as the minutes or something. I'm yeah. like, that's not going to happen. I don't have no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Like, let's just make it an even number. Correct. I don't think yeah. I've done weddings where they tried to put crazy specific uh, numbers and I'm like, this is yeah, not going to work. work yeah. And then the bride was crying within <laughs> hours later. And I was like, oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I tried to tell you. Yeah. Um, oh, that's so cool, man. Well, any other like stories maybe from DJing games that were like especially intense or or maybe not intense where you were able to um, open up and once you get to the playoffs like the regular once you've DJed some playoff games the regular yeah. season can feel boring really because you're like I want to get because it's just that much more exciting just walking into the arena before a playoff game before fans are even in there you can feel a different energy yeah so it's almost it's right it's like a drug right you're trying to get that feeling again but i have to do 40 some odd games during the regular season to get back to that feeling yeah. i'm like okay it's okay we're gonna smash this team tonight can we just just put us in the, can we just start the playoffs now i'm ready for that kind of energy yeah um yeah i've we've had i've been doing it so long like fire alarms have gone off during games i've had i was djing ucla game where the lights went out oh my uh God. you know all kinds of you know the video board is acting up for some reason or sometimes things go wrong behind the scenes that fans don't know but occasionally like fans will notice and that means something has really gone bad uh one year for the clippers it was like opening night so you have all the um pyro and all that stuff and like the open video didn't run and it was just dead quiet in there after like a huge build up to like okay open then like it was just dead oh quiet God. and it wasn't music that i was supposed to play it That's was coming from the video board and like everybody in the arena could tell <laughs> that something was wrong and i was like i'll just put some music on real quick but nobody told me because they're all trying to right. they're scrambling i was like i just feel like this is right i'll just go ahead and do yeah. this and luckily that worked out but yeah very rarely though does that happen but those are the right. moments that you're just terrified like oh what? my god makes your stomach drop you're like oh no i think it was wasn't last year, but the year before, uh, I got to the arena, turned my laptop on, and it wouldn't boot up all the way. Oh, God. And, like, so I immediately just start sweating. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, we're, like, an hour before I have to start playing music, and my computer won't turn fully on. W literally, what am I going to do? <laughs> uh, luckily, Joel, who does all the in-game stuff, had his laptop with Serato on there. So I was able to use his computer, but, like, I don't know... His stuff's not set up the way my stuff is set right. up. Like yeah. so, but I did a whole game like that, and wow. I felt like I held my breath for three straight <laughs> hours. I'm sure. Like after the game was over, nobody knew. Thankfully, right. It was in the middle of the season, so it wasn't like not that it wasn't Most an important intense. game, but it wasn't the game wasn't super intense. But that was a uh, that was nerve wracking, and I, you know, <laughs> if I had probably had four heart attacks during that game, just oh thinking God. about like what if this happens again? It was it was terrifying. How did you get started? even doing that, like with the Clippers and, and any of the sports stuff, yeah. especially the basketball. Uh, right place, right time. I'd started DJing full-time in 2002. Okay. And then in... And you were in LA. I know you're from I grew up Virginia. in Virginia, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like uh, so DC I was DJing, yeah, right outside Washington, D.C. buddy of mine who got me in the DJing, um, I was just kind of DJing part-time, like corporate gigs, weddings. Out there. Proms, yeah, started doing that. And then when we... I moved to California because of him. He was going to... LMU for grad school and we were literally talking one day he's like oh you know when you move you want to have a roommate that you know yeah. and I was like I'll go and that's how I moved to California that was it was wow. yeah I was just like why not why not if it didn't work out I'll come back and yeah 20 some odd years later it's working out 
Yeah. Yeah. So after I was working in the music industry, the company I was working for went bankrupt. And I was like, I don't want a quote unquote real job. And I was already kind of DJing part time. I was like, let me put some more effort into this and see if I can do it full time. And that was in 2002. And then around the beginning of 2003, I walked into a bar in Venice Beach that I'd never been to before and haven't been to since. Ran into a former coworker, and she's like, oh, what are you doing now? I'm DJing full-time. She's like, oh, I know somebody that needs a DJ for some volleyball thing. I'm like, okay, thinking it was like somebody's backyard barbecue or something that like, right. not the actual Pro Beach Volleyball tour. Yeah. And so I gave her, I was like, oh, here's my card. Have them call me. That was a Saturday. They called me on a Monday. And like a month later, I was in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, DJing for the Pro Beach Volleyball tour Wow. in April 2003, and I'm still doing it. Oh, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, that's, so that's how I got into sports. I had no idea... Sports DJing was a thing. It wasn't yeah. on my radar of like, right. hey, I want to DJ sporting events. No clue that it was a thing. Yeah, it's yeah. become a big thing for a lot of DJs. 100%. I mean, that's, you know, Vic One was on here. I mean, he DJs for a ton of teams. It's crazy. I'm surprised now if you go to any high schools are starting to have DJs now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm surprised if you go to any college or pro event that doesn't have an actual DJ there, not somebody that just plays music, but an actual right. DJ is surprising to me now. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. It was surprising when they would have a DJ before. Yeah. They're like, what is this person doing? We're just yeah. here for sports. And now you can't, it, you have to have a DJ. That's so cool. Yeah. So you got into the volleyball world and that was your introduction to the sports DJing world. And then that led to you working yes. with the Clippers. Um, yeah. A year later, 2004, 2005 was my first year with the Clippers. So because of DJing volleyball, I was introduced to somebody else. And then I did a couple one-off sporting events at whatever it's called now was Home Depot Center, whatever it's called now down in Carson. Yeah. Did a rugby event, did some swimming events, and the game producer of those events got hired by the Clippers, and she called me up. She's like, hey, do you want to – I was like, yeah, definitely. So because it worked out perfectly, the volleyball season and the basketball season were basically opposite of each other. Yeah. So as a DJ, I was like, okay, well, that's almost like it's – Full. consistent checks throughout the year that you yeah. can count on. I was like, oh, right. great. Yeah, this is working out. This DJ thing is working out perfect for me. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then other sporting things happen, but I've been, volleyball and basketball have been the main things throughout all these years, which is just crazy to think about that it happened. Just kid from Virginia that, you know, just happened to be at the right place at the right time and meet the right, right people, and here we are. Amazing. I love all the connections yeah. and the random things that, you know, lead the stepping stones that you don't 100%, expect, yeah. you know, of running in. I think like all of us, right? Like any other job that anybody gets, like whether that a bank, maybe they knew somebody that worked there and yeah. Hey, I work at chase and I recommend you to come work here too. It was kind of right. the same thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. And, and then from there, you've gotten so many amazing opportunities um, to travel the world and do other things. And I know one example among probably a lot of the others is, the Olympics, yeah. you were able to go to Rio yep. and DJ. Uh, I'd love to hear about that. And then also you mentioned that you'll be going to Tokyo, yeah. which is so exciting. Yeah, just in a couple of weeks, couple of weeks, something like that. Yeah, July 17th. Yeah, Rio was... Oh, wow. So you're yeah. headed out there yeah. in less than a month. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yep. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Rio was cool because for beach volleyball, Manhattan Beach and uh, Copacabana Beach are like the meccas for the sport. Right. And... In Rio, the volleyball venue was on a real beach, which it hadn't been since 2000, I think, in Greece. So the fact that it was on an actual beach crazy in Rio, on Copacabana, uh, 12,000-person stadium that I literally felt like it went straight up in the air. I was on the uh, ground, and it literally felt like the entire stadium was sitting on top of me. Wow. And uh, it was... 
I called my wife one day. She's like, oh, what are you doing today? I was like, oh, I woke up, went to the gym. I ran to the grocery store. Then we go to the venue later. She's like, uh, it sounds like you live there. <laughs> and that's what it felt like. I was there yeah. for so long. Right. Um, but that was such a cool experience. And uh, friends of mine, like obviously friends of mine that play on the domestic tour here made the Olympics. So watching friends of mine compete at the Olympics and then some of them winning medals is a really cool thing to watch them experience their dreams yeah which is yeah you feel like you're living vicariously through them is really cool right oh that's so cool and so for tokyo you'll be doing the volleyball thing again yeah and i just heard today we'll see if it changes that no international fans but they're saying up to like 50 percent capacity which as a dj helps because their energy will help me like you know other that then i'm just gonna have to you know i'm gonna be at level 100 with no fans in the stadium which Kind That's of what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, the NBA season this year kind of helped out with that, like DJing right. pro basketball games where I feel like I walked into like a scrimmage. Right. And like I'm just in the stands by myself at Staples Center. Like I snuck in there and no one kicked me out. Like yeah. I was like, nobody sees me. I'm just going to keep playing music. That's crazy. Right. So I, I think that kind of prepared me for what could happen in Tokyo, but we'll see. Hopefully yeah. there'll be some fans. Uh, How long will you be there? Three weeks. I leave on the 17th and I come back on August 8th. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, just to spend three weeks in Tokyo, yep. even without the Olympics, is so amazing. Yeah. So it's been on my bucket list of places to go. Have you ever been? I have not. Oh, dude. Yeah, that's why I can't wait. I don't know what it's like now with the pandemic and stuff, but that's so dope. Yeah, I'll be curious how much I'm allowed to do. Right. Oh, yeah. But, so we'll, we'll see. I don't, I don't know. If I have to go back, I have to go back. That's fine. I mean, you'll make friends, and it's going to sure. be great. Yeah, I can't be, wait. You know, yeah. it's going to be incredible. That's can't so wait. cool. Yeah. Congrats. Um, so, so what are some of the other places that this has brought you, you know, I know you've gone to the Middle East. I went to the Middle East. Yeah. I did the, um, the, uh, Arab games in 2011. It was like their warm up for the Olympics in 2012. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Who knew that DJing would take me? I went to the Middle East before I went to Europe. Wow. Yeah. Like I just, you know, um, it was a 24 hour flight. Essentially, like it took it was twenty four hour travel day. Yeah. Never been on a plane that long before. Where was it? I was in uh, Doha, Qatar. Oh, oh yeah. okay. So I flew from Los Angeles to um, Dubai, right, and then Dubai to Doha. And at the time, the flight from L.A. to um, to uh, Dubai was the third longest flight you could take oh at God. that time. It was like sixteen and a half hours. Nuts. True story. I don't know what my karma was, but on the way there and on the way back, the middle seat was open. Or like the rest of the plane felt looked like it was full. Yeah. But on my way there, there was this lovely older Indian lady on the aisle. I was in the window and like 30 minutes into the flight, she was trying to communicate with me. We didn't speak the same language, which is fine. She moves to the middle seat and I'm like, what? And then no joke. She puts her neck pillow on, turns to the side and leans on me. What? (laughs) True story. And I like, at first I was like, what is, what is happening (laughs) Right now, like, how did I communicate to her that this is going to be okay for the next 16 hours? So I just kind of politely dipped my shoulder a little bit so her neck pillow fell down. And then she looked at me and I just shook my head like, no, this is, this is not happening. What? I have no idea why. Maybe it was my fault. Maybe I said something to her in a way that communicated <laughs> to her that she could lean on me and sleep for 16 hours. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that was... Uh, Wasn't she up against the window, too? Like I was, I was, I was in the window oh, okay. seat. She was on the aisle and then she moved to the middle seat and She's leaned like, against me. what we do, yeah. man. 100%. <laughs> She's like, you just look very comfortable. Let me lean up against you. Yeah. I was like, we can't do this for 16 hours. I'll, oh my I'll God. tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. 
Um, so, wow. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 I've had people fall asleep on me on planes, too. And I'm like, yo, what are you doing? Like and just that, their head on your shoulder. Yeah. yeah sure. Her full like, body was leaning me. against me. Yeah. <laughs> full body. Yep. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, so, and then what about... Um, you know, let's talk about some of the other stuff that you've been doing apart from, you know, all the sports DJing. You have a group called Suicide Doors mm-hmm. that you do with your partner Hampton. Mm-hmm. You guys, I know you produce music, do remixes. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that project and yeah. what you do? Uh, producing music is uh, looking back at my life is something I felt like I always wanted to do. Just had yeah. no idea how to do it or knew what questions to ask. I didn't know how to ask the right questions to get into it right. until I got older. Um, and then uh, Hampton was doing some DJ gigs for me, and then we both kind of got into producing at the same time. And I was like, do you want to kind of combine and form a group? Like, we all, right. we already DJ separately. Yeah. I was like, why don't we do this thing together? And uh, the name, The Suicide Doors, I had in my brain for a while. I was like, it sounded just like a cool name. And yeah. I was going to use it for a mixtape. Right. And then I was like, I'm glad I didn't. Because then I was like, this is what we're going to be called. And he's like, yeah. oh, yeah, perfect. And uh, Yeah, it's a dope name. Yeah, so it just producing music felt like the next natural step right. in the DJ world. And if, especially now where people just, if you're not a DJ and you're outside of our world, like they think DJ producers the same exact thing. Yeah. Like if you're a yes, DJ, you produce. If you're a producer, you DJ is the same thing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we actually just put out a song a few weeks ago called Champagne Ready. We have a house ep that we're working on right now um it should come out we'll see we're waiting on uh we teamed up with one song with red cup nation oh cool yeah they have a artist uh vanny i think is how he pronounces his name that he's doing some lyrics for one of our songs so we're waiting on that so i'm excited about that nice um but yeah and then we perform live we haven't done it in a while because of covid but when we perform live we have a conga drummer and either a saxophonist or a violinist that plays along with us. So oh, it's not cool. just two DJs standing up there yeah. putting our hands up in the air different. for no reason, right? Yeah. So like when you perform with Travis, having a live drummer up there, obviously yeah. it's Travis Barker, but like it just adds to the yeah. experience. Totally. Right? Like, and that was, felt like because we can perform, we're both DJs, we can perform live. Like let's do something other than what we do as, yeah. you know, DJ Ruscha or whatever, like for sure. it has to be different. Um, so yeah, it's a fun project and uh, I feel like we're getting better at the music game and I just love music. So the fact that I can produce something on my own and then play it at a Lakers game, like I've, if I get fired tomorrow and somebody tells me I can't DJ ever again, I feel like I've lived yeah. a dream already, right? Like that's, even if it's just one song that I've played or five songs or whatever at a Lakers game, that's something that not a lot of people can say. So right. it was just a cool experience for me. Super cool. Yeah. yeah. We got to uh, make sure your stuff's on beat source. We'll make it happen. People yeah. To play. Yeah. And the last track sounded cool. The champagne, champagne, uh, ready. champagne ready. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of like a reggae dance hall mm-hmm. type vocals. Yeah. Um, and like club ready kind of mm-hmm. dance hall, reggae beat. I don't know how to describe yeah, it. That exactly, sounds, yeah. That sounds, yeah. It's, it's probably definitely reggae dance hall influenced. Yeah. And, uh, the artist on there, Raver is from the UK. Okay. And because I'm the Lakers DJ, I get hit up all the time in my dms of like hey this song would be perfect right for Lebr- lebron's gonna love this song oh man and because you said that in my dms i already know lebron's not gonna like the song right <laughs> exactly. just the way that i'm approached sometimes lebron knows how to find the song he correct likes. yeah <laughs> but raver hit me up um through dm i think that's how we've done a lot of our collabs like people have hit me up in their dm and i've checked their songs out and i like it right. i was like hey if you're interested in and i sent him some tracks and that was the one he liked and sent it back and like within like a day and I was like, oh, this is this is already fire. Because it's 
you know, if you're producing music, that song had a different hook on it at first, just a sample I found on Splice. Okay. It was a female hook, and we were envisioning maybe, like, a female singer on it. Yeah. But when I sent it to him, I took all the vocals off just to see what he would do. Yeah. And he sent it back. I was like, oh, this is way better than what I had in mind. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to go with your version for sure. Uh, So it's crazy how that stuff works out. But, uh, yeah, we have some more collabs coming up, some more. uh, We're just making music that we want to be able to play in our DJ sets. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And, and also you have your podcast that we talked about earlier called Beat Talks. And I think it's such a cool concept um, that where you're, every episode is, I mean, we talked about it a little earlier, mm-hmm. but every episode is about a sports DJ, mm-hmm. right? And so like you said, you would you were going to go listen to them yeah. and talk and then the pandemic hit. But um, how long has that been going? Basically about a year and a half. Yeah, about a year and a half. Um yeah, I was, you know, people ask me all the time, like, I'm here because people are curious about how I got the Lakers gig. Yeah. And I'm like, if they're curious about me, they've got to be curious about all the other DJs. And I right. want to learn, too, because, yeah. like, talking to Four Corners, who is a DJ City Beat Source alum yeah. for the Toronto the Raptors, Raptors right. world champion. He has a ring also. Amazing. Um, talking to him, like, his, he had to audition to okay. get the gig. Like, he went into the arena with no fans. Wow. And they're like, okay, pretend like it's the fourth quarter, get on the mic, what are you going to say? Ooh, that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure with no fans in there and never like if you haven't really done sports before, it's just it's just a different vibe yeah. than doing something else. Where like that was not the case for me. The Lakers just called me up and I was like, yes, and then that's how we did it. Right? Because yeah. are you on the mic? No. So he just has. So is he on the mic? I don't know I how much he's on the mic during the game itself. Because what does he even do in the audition? Like you don't want to. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you yeah. I, I don't know. Like. Uh, I talked to DJ Heat. She does the Mystics and the Wizards. Uh-huh. And they gave her like scenarios like, okay, it's the fourth quarter. We're down by one. The team just called a timeout. What do you play? Oh, wow. I'm like, uh, well, let me look at my playlist here real quick. I'm like, oh, I'll play this song. But like, they're like, what would you play? Like, you have to like go like that. And sometimes I realize Crazy. that the people doing those interviews don't necessarily know how the DJ thing no. works. Right. So then having to educate them on how the job works too sometimes. Yeah. Like, that's not, I don't have time to look for it. Like, let me. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I want to learn how all those DJs got their jobs and right. panic thinking about them having to audition like that. Like, oh, I don't know if I could have done that. Yeah. I wouldn't have got the job if I had to audition like that. I would have full panicked. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder what they're even looking for, the people auditioning them. <sighs> you know, I think it's probably like acting like they know it when they see it or yeah. hear it. Like, they don't necessarily know, but. Talking to her, she's like, yeah, I, I just, I was having a good time. I had a good time when I was auditioning and she, I think there were other people there that were other DJs auditioning too. Right. And she was having a good time while they were DJing too. Yeah. Like just cause like, oh, I'm just enjoying the right. music. And that stood out. I think they want someone that's just, yeah. Yeah. Fun to be around, yeah. has a lot of energy, knows what totally. to do, knows the line not to cross yep. it um, and how to be professional, but and also what fun. Our, yeah. And what our crowd wants too, right? Like DJ dance for the Clippers is on the mic all the time, you know, oh. yelling at the fans like defense, offense, but like that's their crowd. Oh, like okay. if I was on a mic at a Lakers game and I told them to get up on their feet and clap their hands, they would look at me and tell me to shut the F up. <laughs> They'd be like, hey, bro, we're not here for you. We're here for the game. Stop talking. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. It's crazy that it's that different in the yeah. same arena. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Who's making that call? Is it you guys just knowing it, or is there some sort of music director? Uh, no one's really said anything. It's just kind of like if you go to a Lakers game, they kind of do it like at the old forum. Like the yeah. arena's dark, right. where like all the lights are just kind of on the court. Where if yeah. you go to any other game in the NBA, you can 
the arena's the arena's really bright. Interesting. So it's just a different it's a just a different vibe. Like every every team for the most part has their own personality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew that, but I didn't think about it in those yeah. that specific terms yeah. and that there'd be that big of a difference from yeah. the Lakers to the Clippers. Big and, time. Wow, that's crazy. Um, and so you also have um, your own entertainment company, Vala Entertainment, yep. and I know some other things fall under that umbrella. Um, what are Because I think it's so cool how you're able to build your career through the sports DJing, but then branch out, do your music production, do your different stuff, do like consulting, or mm-hmm. what are some of the other things that you do through your entertainment company? Or there's that some consulting stuff like... You know, if there's like a restaurant or something like that that wants like music or like what are some music ideas for the vibe of the restaurant, like I'll help out with that stuff. Yeah. You know, we've all been doing this, you know, if you've been doing this long enough, like our music knowledge is so wide. Right. But like sometimes, like how do you get paid for having all that knowledge other than just DJing? Yeah. Right. Where like everybody has access to music now. It's sometimes it's overwhelming for them. Like, I don't know. I like music, but I don't know what to choose or what I listen to at home. Isn't going to be what's appropriate for my restaurant. Yeah. So I'll help out with that stuff. If people call and ask, um, and you know, the vol entertainment side is, it's just a corporation. It's just my company. So whatever gigs I get, they're all, they're all paying vol entertainment, not paying me directly. So of course. yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like we'll do, I don't do weddings anymore just because of my sports schedule. I don't, no far enough in advance like if somebody's like hey can you dj my wedding next january i was like i don't know my laker schedule yet so i have no idea right so i have some other djs like i can tell you yes and then i'm gonna cancel yeah on. and i would hate to do that for a wedding that's your most important day of the year True. like so let me give you a dj that's gonna be your dj and you know oh so you'll help book DJs. yeah correct i'll do that too. stuff for them too um yeah so it's all that stuff and you know getting the you know living in los angeles as i'm sure you know like all of us any DJ in Los Angeles could have stories of like celebrities at their events and things like that. And yeah, um, I think about some of the celebrity events I've done where if I could have taken photos, my Instagram following would be way bigger. <laughs> but if I took a photo, I would never have those gigs yeah, ever again. I, know, yeah, same. It's, it's I have funny. things that yeah. I've had to sign like non-disclosure <laughs> oh, yeah. agreements that yeah. I'm like, I wish I could tell the Correct. story of yeah. just this one night, you know, but yep. I have a few of them where I'm like, it'd be crazy. Yeah. Same with videos and pictures too. Yeah. Like, it's hard over time to be like, look, I've done all this, but yeah. you can't necessarily say but it. But that's the professional side, right? Like we're yeah. professional DJs and that's why yeah. they hire you. They're like, totally. you know, you're going to come in and do your job and not be the goofball like exactly. running around the dance floor. Yeah. Yeah. And not be trying to take the pictures Correct. with all the people. And, not more and concerned about your selfie than the actual gig itself. Right. Yeah. That's where a lot of people, I think, make that mistake yeah. and, and don't realize that there's just a fine line. If the other cross. people want to take a photo with you. Sure, no problem. Of course. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not the one going out there with my phone like, hey, yeah. Dr. Dre, can I get a photo with you real quick? Right. Yeah, exactly. No, it's not, that's not happening. That well, You'd be I, like, first of all, who are you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, I DJed this Quincy Jones thing, and I was like, in my brain, like, okay, <sighs> I did this, and I'm so happy and proud of myself and all this stuff, but that's it. And then at the end, they're like, do you want to meet him? And then they're like, do you want to take a picture? And I'm like, yes, yes. thank God. Don't ask me dumb so questions. I got the yes. picture, yeah, but I would have never asked <laughs> no, you know, correct. Yeah. to do. You, you know, wanted to. Your whole body wanted yeah, to ask. but yeah. my main goal was to look over and see his head slightly nodding. You know, I'm like, okay, then I know I'm doing something right. <laughs> what is the pressure like? I try to explain this. Uh, I do events for Jimmy Iovine that, oh, yeah. that like was head of Interscope and did Beats by Dre with yeah, Dre like I mean. doing DJing events for music people 
is more stressful to me than like the Olympics. Oh my God. I know because I go so crazy with the research and I want to have the right thing. And then you're not sure if they're, you know, reacting or what they're going to be into. Am I trying to impress you too much where they're just like, bro, just play music. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And you don't want to overthink it, but, um, I know. And you want to, it's hard. You know, I've, I've just right before the pandemic, I had a few gigs where it was very high pressure, you know, (laughs) and I was this tiny room and, it was just like Pharrell and his wife and a couple people. And I'm like, what do I play? You know, he's like right there. Yeah. You know, and another one too, where it was, it was Martin Scorsese and Bruce Springsteen. And nope. I mean, before I went crazy, just reading articles where he would, Martin Scorsese would talk about the music he mm-hmm. liked. I went through his movies and the soundtracks yep. and I thought, okay, if he picked these, there has to be a reason. So then I'll go off that and use that as sort of like a tree to branch off from and, I don't know if he even heard what I did. You and know? he's like, hey, can you just play some 50 Cent? That'd be great, thanks. Yeah, he's like, yo, in the club, <laughs> you ever heard of it? Um, you know, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather go too far and be overprepared. For sure. You know, than be underprepared and 100%. look like an idiot, yeah. you know? Do you have 90s hip-hop? Oh, you said it was going to be a country night. Yeah. Whoops, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be prepared for anything. Yep. Ha- do you have any good stories? Like, you know, you're talking about DJing the Beats by Dre stuff. I did hear you tell a funny story on Clubhouse, if yes. you want to tell this, yes. uh, uh, about DJing for Dr. Dre. Yeah, a few weeks ago on the Clubhouse Beat Source. Uh, yes. It was one of your... Uh, <laughs> I still have PTSD from this moment. I'm not going to lie to you. It was a good story. Was, I was listening on my phone. Yeah. Like, if he wants to tell this on the podcast. It, well, uh, it was... Uh, event for Interscope Records. They had their own like private club. And when Dr. Dre was there, there's a neon sign in the DJ booth that you turn on that says the doctor is in or doctor's in the house, something like that. So everybody would know he was there and he would always kind of hang out by the DJ booth. And I think this was the first time that he was there. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to impress Dr. Dre. He's going to think I'm the greatest DJ ever. I'm going to start going on tour with him. My career is going to be, it's going to be awesome. (laughs) So I put on Express Yourself, the original, right. and I'm going to mix into NWA's Express Yourself and be yes. like, oh, I'm just going to blow his mind. Like he hasn't heard that a thousand times before. <laughs> or he's like, yeah, bro, I know I sampled that. I was going to say, like he didn't make yeah, that. exactly, yeah. <laughs> but I know, of course, yeah. I've been the same boat, same thoughts. Yeah, this I'm like, my oh, whole life's changing after this 100%, yeah. He's going to be like, stop playing music. Let's just go to the studio <laughs> right now. Everything's different. So this is everything's, the, different. everything's different now in your life. Everything's different. <laughs> my life has changed. All your friends you have currently, you're not friends with them anymore because now you have new Wipe friends. It, yeah, clean exactly. Slate. They they don't deserve to be friends with you anymore because now you're friends with <laughs> Dr. Dre. So this was when with CDJs before Serato, um, or at least before I had Serato, it was probably around when Serato was coming into the world. So CDs popping in and out. So I have the original Express Yourself playing. I have NWA's Express Yourself queued up, and those are the only songs on each one of those discs. So as soon as I transition over to... You're not on Serato. Not on Serato yet. Yeah. This is well before that. So switch over to NWO's Express Yourself, hit the eject button on the original, and all of a sudden I hear out of my right ear, no! And I look over, it's Dr. Dre yelling at me. Didn't want to hear his voice. Not like, I hate you yelling at you, but like, no, I don't, don't play this. Yeah, don't play this. I honestly don't know what happened after that moment because... I blacked out. <laughs> I just know my thought was there's no other song on this disc I just put in there. So yeah. I can't like skip to this next song or whatever's going to happen is going to be just a train wreck of a transition. Right. 
I don't, I honestly don't know. That's the end of the story. Cause I don't know what happened after that. I don't know how I recovered from, oh my God. cause that was towards the beginning of the night. Right, so I kept right. DJing apparently. Uh, he didn't kick me out of the DJ booth, thankfully, but I have no idea how the rest of that night went because I was in a full panic. That's the worst feeling. Oh my God. So I told DJ Dazzler, I was going to tell her this story in person. So either she can mute it and I'll tell her in person or she can just listen and I'll tell her again. Uh, but a couple of weeks later, same place, another party, Dre's there. Now I have these gigs because my buddy used to be Jimmy Iovine's assistant. So okay. he's standing behind me. So he was there when Dr. Dre yelled at me. Oh, so, wow. And he, by the way, he was laughing hysterically. <laughs> It's like, bro, you were no help at all whatsoever. Dr. Dre's yelling at you, and you're laughing at me. Yeah, like, help me out. Yeah. You know more than me. Exactly. So a couple weeks later, I'm back, and Jimmy texts his assistant, hey, can you can you tell the DJ to play California Love? Which, of course, Jimmy's paying my bill, so yes, I'm going to play yeah. it. But Dr. Dre is, again, two feet away from me. Oh, no. And I look at my buddy, I was like, hey, man. I was like, whatever Jimmy wants, I will do, but somebody needs to tell Dr. Dre that Jimmy told me to play this song. Right. I just, I like... I don't know what to do right now because yeah. I remember him yelling at me before. I don't want that experience ever, ever again. So I don't know what happened, but Dre gave the green light like, sure, okay. I was like, I can just play. I can skip ahead to the Tupac verse if that's if that makes everybody happy. Yeah. But no, I played Dre and Pac, and I was like, okay, I was – I don't He's know like, if – Just don't do the sample into yeah, it. Yeah, don't do something <laughs> stupid like you did last time, okay? I, I wasn't impressed the first time. I'm not going to be impressed this time. Yeah, so I felt like uh, – Maybe they never paid for the express yourself sample. And that he was could, like, yeah. You're giving it away. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knew this. You had to dig so deep to realize what this sample was. Yeah. So I feel like I, maybe I redeem myself or he doesn't hate me as much as he did from the first time, but it was, uh, I still have a wake up with nightmares, cold sweats. I think he wrote in that. his journal that night. He's like, <laughs> I don't hate Roche as much as I did last time yeah. now. Yeah. Thank you. At least we he asked see. my permission this time. I'm waiting for the third time, and that will be my final judgment of Dre. <laughs> judgment on oh, him. Oh, man. <laughs> will he play the sample or an obscure yeah. song? The stupid DJ trying to Will he me. ask me about detox, too? Exactly. Yeah. When is it coming out? Bro, I'm Dr. Dre. You're not going to impress me. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? I don't know what I was thinking. I was young, stupid. I mean, thankfully, like I'm still Anderson DJing. Pac, maybe. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. You're like, see, I'm playing something cool. Yeah. He's on your label. Yeah, and you, you co-signed him, so we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's that's serious pressure. Though. I was it was I was terrified. Yeah. Lie, it was terrified. I mean, you're good at dealing with a lot of pressure. You gotta be there for the Lakers, the intense game, yeah. LeBron, Dre, Jimmy Iovine. Yeah. That's I, a lot. I feel like know? at this point, uh I've said this before not to bring it down, but I feel like at this point I was pretty much prepared for anything to happen. Like, like I said, I've had light squad at events, yeah. fire alarms, Dr. Dre yell at me, <laughs> doing a party for Jimmy where there's only 40 people there and like they're all music people. I'm like, oh my God, every single song is going to be judged. Right. Uh, but DJing the game after Kobe died oh. was one of the hardest things because I was like, what's every song I play? Every, because they were like, it's a, we want to do it like a normal game, yeah. which is totally understandable. Right. But it's not a normal game. No, not a normal game at There's all no whatsoever. Way it's gonna be, yeah. I was I was not prepared for that game at all. I was we he died on a Sunday. We were originally supposed to have a game on Tuesday. Thankfully, the NBA canceled that game, right. so we had a few more days yeah. until that Friday. And I was terrified all week long. To the Lakers' credit, and either they have blind faith in me that they shouldn't have, or they just <laughs> were th like no one told me what to play or what not to play. Wow, yeah. 
which also terrified me at the same time. Yeah. I was like, did they forget about me? And now I'm going to come to the game. They're like, hey, don't play this, 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 and this. Yeah. And play that. Uh, but no, they didn't. But I was, that was tough. That was a tough one. Because it was essentially a memorial with the basketball game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. But it ended up. Yeah, I feel, uh, I'm well sure maybe good. there was a song or two that maybe somebody wasn't a fan of, which fine. Like, right. I can't make everybody happy. I just, I came from a place where I thought every song I played was appropriate. Yeah. So I wasn't coming from, I was tr- I was conscious of every single song I played. So yeah. if I did something wrong and somebody wasn't happy about hopefully they know that I was, I wasn't trying to do that. I was right. trying to of course. be as respectful as I possibly could. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's that's crazy. I mean, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it was, yeah. Because it was. I mean, it was an emotional night. Like, yeah, right. it was a professional basketball game, but every time out was about Kobe pregame, like all that stuff. It was, yeah, it was, it was tough. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, and wh- what about, so do you do, you know, you said you can't really do weddings because you can't sign up, uh, you can't, you know, uh, lock that date down. Yeah. What about like clubs and stuff? Do you yeah. do many clubs? Uh, I'll do a few clubs throughout the year, just depending on, I don't, it's funny. I, most of the clubs I do are outside of Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. The same. Me too. Yeah. That's, the, the more successful I got, the less I would DJ. It's so in funny, LA. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll do clubs. I'll do corporate events. Um, right. And stuff I can't do, like I'll pass on to some other DJs. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's funny. I don't consider myself a sports DJ, but my wife's my wife is like, yeah, like ninety percent of the stuff you do is sports. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I am. Um, but like with the ABP, we'll travel around the country, yeah, and occasionally, like I'll do club events, like if After, I'm in Chicago right. or yeah. Um, that got kind of rough though because I was doing like a Friday night, so an AVP event could start at eight o'clock in the morning, yeah, and end at six p.m. And then I DJ till two in the morning and then right. rinse and repeat. Exhausted. And I was like, man, after, after a few years of some of that, I was like, I, I can't burn that candle at both ends anymore. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause you gotta be alert for the AVP stuff. Too. Yeah. Cause they're the ones that they're the reason why I'm in whatever city right. I'm in. So like they're, like, they're the sorry. main client. Yeah. They're the main client. Even if like, it's just lack of sleep. Yeah. Right. Like in Rio for the Olympics, the last man, I don't know, the last four days I think I averaged like three hours of sleep and not because I was out raging, yeah. but because I was DJing beach volleyball, but one of the DJs from indoor and this was scheduled. It wasn't like anything happened left early. Yeah. So then I covered some of the indoor matches. So I was kind of doing both. Right. And I was coming back from an indoor match and they called me like, Hey, um, USA is playing in this tournament, which I wasn't are in this match, which I wasn't scheduled to DJ anyways. And like, do you want to do it? And as I'm talking to them, I literally had the thought in my head is like the words that are coming out of my mouth right now aren't making sense. I don't think I'm literally my brain isn't there enough to play music. Yeah. Because what I was saying wasn't making sense. And I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to stop talking right now and be like, sorry, I can't. I don't I honestly don't think I can actually DJ that match because that's how exhausted I was. Wow. Yeah. Well, good thing you told them. <laughs> or maybe I didn't tell them they thought I was going to be there because I literally was not making sense the words that were coming out of my mouth. But I, somehow inside, I knew I wasn't making sense. Yeah. yeah, I was like, sorry, I can't. I, I would love to, but uh, but I can't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Well, that's why it's been cool to be able to do Twitch, I think, mm-hmm. because you're able to make your own schedule, mm-hmm. connect with people all around the world, even make friends with other DJs, how oh, we have. There's so many more friends um, now. Yeah, it's so <laughs> cool. So, um, And I know you're pretty active on there, at least once a week on Sundays, right? I or try. Yeah, I started out doing Wednesdays, Why Not Wednesdays, right. at 2 o'clock, Wednesdays. and then Sundays turned into uh, Sunday Sunsets. So it was just kind of like a house. I don't play. I started live streaming just for me, 
Yeah. Right. Just to help my own mental. Right. Like I was like, even if one person watches, I'm kind of just DJing for me to keep myself sane. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't do a lot of house music. I just don't have a lot of events where that's the case. Yeah. And but I like house music. Right. And so I was like, oh, let me turn Sunday sunsets just into house. Yeah. And see how much more house music I can get. Where Wednesday I just I go all over the map. Right. Um. And I like when people try to request songs. I'm like, that's not what this is. Uh, that's not what we're doing here on Twitch. Like I'm just. This yeah. is more for me. If you like it, great. If not, uh, I'm not trying right. to be a jerk. But I'm, this is at more, this point. This is for my mental. Yes. This DJs is you correct. Can go switch to correct. Yeah. <laughs> And they will all be doing different things. Every single one, yeah. Which has been great. I feel like I've connected more with the DJ community during COVID because of all of this stuff. Where like we're all super busy before that, right? Where I've heard you say where you've had actually more real conversations with DJs now as opposed to like seeing them in the club and be like, hey, how are you? Like while they're mixing, you're not going to have a real conversation with somebody like that. No, you can't. Yeah. It's great. And and it's brought the whole DJ community together because we're all going through the same thing. We get to all watch each other, learn more about each other's um, personalities as well as musical taste. Yeah. So I think it's cool, especially for someone like you that has to be locked into those mm-hmm. schedules so you're able to still continue to do the sports, do the Twitch, you know, play your Suicide Doors songs, yeah. you know, whatever you want. Get to debut my own music on my exactly. own on my own stream. Be like, world premiere, everybody. Yeah. No, but nobody else has this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Send it to the other uh, sports de- flip side people yeah. you're connected to. It was so therapeutic, too, right? Like, the first couple months of COVID, I had no creativity. Was Nothing was happening. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I just a huge topic on this podcast is organizing your crates. Yes. So I started deleting and organizing my crates and listening to all that music on my laptop got me excited again about playing music. Right. And that's how I got into streaming. I was like, well, I want to play this stuff that I haven't played in years or that I didn't, hadn't, didn't even totally forgot. I had on my laptop or whatever. So it was actually, it actually helped out a lot. That's so cool. Do you have any music organization tips or things that work for you? Terrible. (laughs) Okay. Um, My folders are like, uh, I have a sports folder, I have a Lakers folder, right, and then I have a past events folder. Yeah, which we're in the same boat where I wish I could type in and it would search that. Yeah, cr- I feel like we'll. I feel like we'll it's get coming. there. I know. I know a lot of you know. There's so many things that DJs want, but I I know how difficult it is behind the scenes. Totally, it's to something. type in that code that works on everybody's PC or Mac something, or whatever yeah. version of Serato that they're using. Like I understand right. it's. I, I I grilled Blakey on it on the last <laughs> one. I was like, I have to ask again. Let, get you know, this figured point out. Blank, yeah, like when's it coming? Yeah. or is it being worked on? I've done that with my live stream. I was like, oh, these four songs killed during. Like I had a good time. And then all of a sudden I'm blanking on the name of the song yeah. or what freaking week it was right. out of the 62. I'm like, which one, which yeah. one was it? Was it week one? Was it week 10? I like I don't remember what it was. So yeah. Same. Like I remember it's around that time. Yep. So then I'll look, it'll be so much easier, but it's, I'm sure it's coming at some yeah. point. Yeah. So I, I have no great organization skill recommendations for anybody. For me, I kind of, put stuff in like vibe folders yeah. as opposed to like, Oh, this is 2000 hip hop or right. you know, whatever. I'll try to tab. I'm getting better with the tags. I think with, yeah. you start out right away with the tags, this could help everybody's uh, organization right. game. Me too. Now, as I add, I'm trying to yep. add more in the tags and yep. the genres in the comments and just things where, okay, I'll type and see it. Yeah. I do um, like color coding. That's good. Because I do right sporting events where I can't play curse words oh right so i'm trying to color code everything that has a curse word in it or curse word ish right I put, I make, it's not super clean yeah i make it clean. red i make yeah. it red and i'm oh, like because i've loaded things up by accident and be like well that's the you know that's that drake song that yeah. talks about 
Notepad, you need to take that out real quick. Oh, I know. I did an event, and it was for this TV show called City So Real, like a documentary. It was for Mm -hmm. Disney and uh, National Geographic. And right before I started, before the event, they told me, remember, just no curse words, nothing bad. And right before it started, like, just reminder, one more time, like, of course, got you. So totally organized. And I put on a Curtis Mayfield song and kind of forgot some of the stuff he said. Cause I'm like, it's an older song. Like it's Curtis Mayfield. Oh my God. It was like instantaneous, <laughs> like not good things. They're like, to we play. just told you. I was Spider. like, <laughs> and I, d- I even said on the mic, I'm like, yeah, I got to drop Curtis. And I'm like, oh great. Curtis just Mayfield. Whoops. Yep. I'm like echo out right yep. to something else. Um, I've yeah. definitely done that at sporting events. More AVP because they're such long days. Yeah. We're like, I put the song on and we haven't got to the curse word yet. And I realized that, like a bar or yeah. two before and I was like, I'll just phase that out yeah, real quick. I'd have a fade bad something mix. in. Yeah. Here we go. Weird yeah. reverb. Train Let's wreck, go. Enjoy I'm it. Back. Yeah. Yeah. Did he just echo out halfway through the Yeah, I did. I don't care. Yeah, deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than yep. the alternative of what would have happened. One time, uh, I think we were in Seattle with the AVP. Like I'll I DJ the stadium court and then on the outer courts I just give them an iPod and they play out there because I can't see them and I can't yeah. DJ to that. I remember one time the one of the owners came up and was like, hey, there's like curse words on the outer court. And in my brain, I was so defensive and I was probably a jerk about it. And I apologize. I was like, no, I'm a professional. I don't do things like that. There's no way. Like, cause I know like I have an iPod just for the AVP. I'm like, yeah. no way there's curse words on it. And she's like, okay. And then walked away. <laughs> she must've told somebody else. Cause somebody else came up. They're like, Hey, there's curse words. I'm like, there's no way there's curse words on the outer court. And I looked in my DJ bag and I was like, yeah. So my gym iPod at oh, the time God. is the same exact one as the one we use for the AVP, just different colors. But I had given them my gym iPod, which one hundred percent had curse words on it. So <laughs> the outer courts were getting curse words for about an hour. Oh, I'm wow. surprised there weren't more complaints because it was. I mean, it's uh, like hip hop and Rage Against the Machine and those right. kind of. Yeah, it's there were lots of curse words for sure, <laughs> lots of f bombs, lots of m effort f bombs. Like it was I've, just Rage Against the Machine. It's like fuck you. Exactly. I'm do what Ex- you tell me. One hundred percent. Yeah, over. just awesome. Like, yeah, I think it. I think there's a cur- there's no curse words on that song. I, I put the clean version You're on there. So You're fine. Sure. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So I've. Only have one iPod in my uh, DJ bag now. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I mean, you were lucky enough to, you know, still be able to work during the pandemic mm-hmm. um, as a DJ. Was there anything that, you know, you learned from being in the pandemic or that you took out of it at least, mm-hmm. even though you still were able to work? A lot of things were hard, and I think a lot of people were able to be introspective Yeah, anything you pulled out of it. Well, I was happy that I got into sports. I think in 2008 when the economy tanked, sports yeah. were still around. So I was like, oh, it's kind of recession-proof because we'll always have sports. Yeah, that's um, true. And that was the first thing that came back for me. I just did like my first non-sporting gig like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So if it wasn't for sports, I wouldn't have had income for right. a long time. Yeah, Yeah, crazy. which a lot of people had that unless you went to Texas or Florida where <laughs> they were just open the whole time. It's yes. fine. Um you know, I, I'm hoping that we get to, like, DJs just kind of being themselves, right? Like, the, the yeah. crowd is willing to go with you a little bit. Right. Well, I think we go in cycles. Like, I remember when I first DJed, if I played a song, or when I first got into DJing, if I played a song the crowd didn't know, they'd be like, oh, well, if the DJ is playing it, he thinks it's cool, yeah. so we'll give it a chance. And then right. I followed up with something that they know, where now I feel like if the crowd doesn't know it, they're like, boo. I'm like... 
You're right. gonna tomorrow. Because they're the experts. Correct. With the playlist. And tomorrow the you're gonna hear the song ten times on the radio. And be like this is the greatest song ever, and you're gonna walk up to me with your cell phone with the song on it and shove it in yeah. my face while I'm DJing. Um, right. So that's changed. But I, I feel like the last couple of years I've noticed that the crowds want to dance again, as opposed to just standing there and watching the DJ. Yeah. Um. So I hope that trend still continues a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Uh, totally. Yeah. And also like the how important your mental and physical health are especially with what we do for a living right like, even though like i i rarely have cocktails like i don't get high but my first gig back my body was a wreck right i was like i am not in dj shape at all whatsoever so like those kind of Even things the twitch streams i'd be exhausted. yeah i'm like after an hour i'm like man can i stand any longer <laughs> like i've only been standing for an hour and my back is killing me like i have even like a pad underneath what i'm standing on to like yeah. help i'm like me no. too i yeah. had to buy one of those so like i think that's more of a focus for me too just to make sure that i'm as healthy as i can be yeah um just for the stamina of it especially in sports where like i said avp events can go from you know I could be out on the sand at seven o'clock in the morning and yeah. when the sun sets, I'm that's when it's over. Right. You know, sitting in a weird position or like the sun's crushing me all day long or it's raining and I'm yeah. having to hover over my DJ equipment. Like, yeah. So I'm hoping those are the things I hope, uh, the mental and physical side that not only the DJs take more seriously, but like the people hiring us think about it as well too. Yeah. A lot of times they definitely treat us like we're these machines that, like, and I get it because they haven't done what we've done, right? right? Where like, think about if you're doing like a four hour gig, you don't get yeah. like a 15 minute break to go sit down for a second, right? right? Where like they may at work, like, or they can go. Right. They always say that. Well, you could take a break. I'm like, no, you can't take a break. And they're like, the other thing is people are like, are you just standing there? But there's something, I mean, maybe I sound, you know, crazy now, but the Making a decision yeah. gets you tired and constantly. you're constantly making decisions. I've done eight hour sets where like I'm the most exhausted just from having to make a decision every minute. Because there's never there's never a turnoff, right? Like you said, no. like for those fifteen minutes, let me go sit down and, and recharge you have to think real ahead. Quick. I have to yep. think three ahead, four ahead. Okay, yep. I'm gonna put this to this to make it to here to go to here and then be able to transition to this genre. So it's like the exhaustion of just decision-making yeah. and thinking um, as a DJ. And I know it's like, oh, it's so hard. But it's like... Yeah, it, we're, yeah, it, it we're playing music. Yes. Sure, like I'm not complaining about it. Right. I'd rather do I'm that than be lucky. digging a ditch for eight straight hours. Yes, totally. But there is like, I don't think people realize that exhaustion side of it. Yeah. Or always like having to be ready. Like a sporting yep. event, I may not be playing music the whole time, but four different things could happen. So I need to have four different things ready to go for yeah. whatever circumstance has right. to happen. So there's no turning my brain off. Like even at Lakers games, if I'm not playing music during play, I'm thinking about, okay, we're going on a little bit of a run. Is the coach going to call a timeout? Like yeah. I kind of can, you can feel it happening right. at this point, but yeah, you, there's no turning the brain off yeah. for however long you're out there. Right. That's why, okay, I could take the break, but I mean, it's going to rest my feet for a minute, but that's not even the no. biggest deal. Or I, I have a, I hate eating in the DJ booth. I know. Like, oh, we'll bring you food. I'm like, yeah. I would love that, but I feel like it just, I, I feel like, like it's my eat, insecurity. I feel drink. like, yeah. I'm like, I'm working. Yeah. I feel like it's an insecurity. Like, I don't want to be up there, like, <laughs> shoveling food into my mouth while I'm DJing. Like, I just feel like it looks weird. Yeah. Right. Um, I know. Yeah. So I have, you have gone long times without eating food or going to oh, the yeah. restroom or how much water do I drink so I don't have to go to the restroom. Yeah. yeah. It's the truth. Yep. Oh yeah! Again, no. not complaining. No, I just, know. It's just DJ po- just, talkers, just DJ pointing it out. You guys just get things it out that there we're pointing it out. To us. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, I've I've done I've 
been up at Sundance Film Festival and just lived off of like past hors d'oeuvre plates of course, for like yes. four days straight. Yeah. I'm like, have I eaten a meal since Monday? Yeah, it's like Saturday an actual night. meal, yeah. yeah. I will bring, my wife is very good at like, she'll get upset when I don't like eat well on the road. Yeah. So like I've done a good job of like having snacks and stuff in my bag that I can just oh, kind of cool. grab real quick and pop in my mouth and like keep playing without yeah. it looking too awkward. Uh, maybe, oh, he's just chewing gum. Yeah, yeah well, no, I know, it, that's crucial. Yep, and and having a good supportive person in your corner, you yeah. know, is amazing. I mean, and I swear, every time at a Lakers game where I have drank too much water, yeah, and at, like at halftime, I'm like, oh, I can make it to the end of the game. The game goes into overtime, no, and like you know, I'm like idea. my eyes are watering. I have to go to the bathroom so bad. Like, and now that I'm in the stands with the fans, yeah, I can't just run. No. Because also the closest restroom to where I am is a public restroom. Oh, God. Where when I was at the top of the building, like only it was a restroom for like five right, people. Right, then you could run it. Yeah, in, like yeah. now, like, no, that's not. I was like, well, you just got to hold it. Deal with it. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> that's crazy. It's the rough life of being a DJ. Yes, rough <laughs> life. Having to take a piss and figure it out. I've got. I've had people try to beat me up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm the DJ. Like, yeah. the music's going to turn off if you don't let me take a piss. So that's I had a guy one time. Truth. End of the night, I had to go to the bathroom so bad. Club was over. I was like, finally, I can go to the restroom. Yeah. In the restroom, this might be too much information, but I'm like, I like to be in the stall because I feel safer in there. Like when my junk is out, like I just feel safer in with closed (laughs) environment. Yeah, but I had to go so bad. I went right to the (laughs) urinal. I'm using the restroom. All of a sudden, I feel this dude's hand on my shoulder. No. And I'm like, who is, first of all, if it's somebody that knows me, they know they shouldn't be touching yeah, me. Yeah, what's happening? Then it's now, is it even worse that this person doesn't know me? <laughs> and so I kind of like turn yeah. my head because I'm going to the bathroom and look and the guy's like, hey man, do you, do you have any party? I was like, oh God. I go, no. And I go back to doing what I was doing and then I just, then I get the tap on the shoulder and I look back at him and he's like, you know, like cocaine. I was like, yeah, I know what you asked me. <laughs> I'm actually in here for the real reason Correct. in the bathroom. I was like, but if you don't take your hand off of me, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to pee on you. <laughs> you know, like, just like, you know, like I get that I'm the DJ and you think that I have the hookup for all this stuff, but do not touch me. First of all, ever. But yeah. definitely while I'm in the restroom. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for us to be having a That's, conversation. That person <laughs> really wanted to do blow. They had probably already been doing some party, <laughs> yes. if you know what I'm saying, and just exactly. needed some more. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Please don't God. touch me. That's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, everybody thinks the DJ has all that shit. I'm like, no, I don't have it. Okay, yeah. leave me alone. Yeah. Can I look through your bag real quick? No. Yeah. Uh, how about no? Yeah, Go ever. find someone else. I'm sure there's a dedicated person <laughs> Yes, there's. That. see the guy standing in the corner over there that doesn't look like he looks like he's parting, but he's not? Yeah. That's the guy. Go talk yeah, to that guy exactly. real quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, what about like um, going forward? So you have, well, you have the Tokyo Olympics yeah. coming up. I mean- I'm excited for you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm like so happy for you. And uh, what about any other future things? Mostly, you know, suicide doors focusing on that. I mean, we, uh, we spent most of last year after about four months, because both of us were having a hard time being in the creative space. Yeah. um, We just started making beats. So we have a catalog of beats that are, you know, probably 90% finished where some of them, you know, were made. And after we made them like, Oh, this will sound good with an artist on it. So we're either trying to find artists or, you know, finishing up making those club bangers. So our goal this year was to put out a song every month or at least like we have an EP coming out fairly soon. So like that'll have probably four songs on it. So putting out something every month just to kind of reintroduce ourselves to our fan base since they didn't hear from us for like a year and a half. Um, yeah, so that's the main focus. And then, uh, as always just getting better as a DJ, I, uh, doing the live streams, I like to do something different every single week. 
as best I can, right? Like I might repeat a theme, like, oh, I'm just going to do a whole funk set just to see if I can. Yeah. Right? Um, so that's fun for me, so I'll keep doing that. I think as busy as I get, I'll keep doing the live streams because it's fun and yeah. it's almost like a it's almost like it's a forced practice. Yeah. You know, where it's like, oh, I'll do an hour practice today, not on live stream, and then I don't do it. But right. I was like, if there's a live stream and I've told people, I'm definitely doing it. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I know. It's a good way to practice and potentially get more business, make a little money. You know, there's all kinds of cool things. Yeah, I think now too, like you said, like we're seeing more of the DJ's personalities. Where before you just saw a photo of them on Instagram or maybe they had an Instagram video of them like all doing like a one, two, three jump, right? Like like that's not their personality. And you see them on Twitch and yeah, I feel like the DJ community has gotten a lot closer and uh, that's very exciting. And uh, also to plug it, like BeatSource, I'm... Buying a brand new laptop because of BeatSource, because my 2011 MacBook Pro, which has been my workhorse, can't handle it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, I... Right, when it tries to pop Yeah, yeah, it's, it's too, like, it's too much for, like, whatever components that laptop has can't handle it anymore. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, like, 10 years. But yeah. that's going to, at Lakers games, when we do, like, some requests and I don't have the song. Yeah. Like, I mean, that will, is going to be... I, I honestly think it's the future... Of streaming and just so everybody knows like i pay for my beat source and dj city subscription so i am yeah full-on supporting like I, i'm not you know i'm not yeah. a uh ambassador for it like it's i if i didn't believe in it i wouldn't pay for it and i honestly think it's the future and right i'm couldn't yeah, be more same. ecstatic I mean, that it's exactly. happening i do this podcast for them but like i think it's so cool yeah. you know the whole technology behind it and the team behind it and every every part of it i think they're just doing it the right way and um, it's and it's 100 percent the future yeah like totally. the files are going away at some right. point yeah yeah exactly the and the 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 same way where we're sharing everything now so we can share the playlists and you can sort of get a view into what other DJs, other curators, other genres, vibe scenes are into. And then you can take what you want from that into yours. And I know a lot of people have the debate of, well, then everybody's going to sound the same. But it's like, well, number one, people were sounding the same anyway before that. And we Um, all had access to the same music before. Right. Like if we all had DJ City accounts, you all had access to the same music. So it's just that argument is... It's how you play it. Right. Right. Like I could even give you the songs from my playlist and you're going to play them differently than I'm going to play them. Like that's, and that doesn't worry the people that don't sound the same end up being the successful people. So go for it. You can sound the same, but if you find that X factor thing to set yourself apart from everyone, that's what's going to put you there. So now you just have access to the music and, or maybe, you know, some music, especially nowadays is, um, some a little feels a little more disposable or temporary. Yeah, you know, can sure. come and go faster. Yep. So maybe you don't need to download every song. It's not going to be a classic track, but you want to play it for four to six months. You know, and then or even then, I've heard you talk about on the podcast before the Afrobeats playlist. Yeah. I wouldn't know where to begin to find all that music. Exactly. That an expert has put that together for me, and yeah. even if it's songs I would or wouldn't play, just yeah. the fact that I can just go listen to them and be like, oh, this would work for this, this right. wouldn't work for that, like just and, being exposed to yeah. music that you probably never would have been exposed yeah. to before. And the subgenres, like how, you know, everybody associates, I think, Afrobeats as the African music, but really they just actually today, good plug, but uh, Beat Source, I think, created or 
put up a whole African section. Awesome. So Afrobeats is just a part of it. There's other genres. Yeah, because just in case people are wondering, Africa is huge. Yeah, well, so exactly. it's not like you know, like when you say world music, like right. If it's not in the United States, it's world music. It's like, well, there's all kinds of different genres out yeah, there for changing. the world. Yeah. yeah, and world music has its own connotation where yeah. now it's like global music yeah. and it's all together. And I was trying to look on my phone for some of the other, um, you know, uh, like genres they have in there. But yeah, they launched this African thing. And like you said, there's so much crazy so stuff much, in there, yeah. you know. Um, like there's a whole style from South Africa that someone was putting me on to six months ago. And now they have a whole playlist. I don't even know how you say it. Uh I'm a piano or something, sure. <laughs> yeah. but it's like, I've been, I was hearing stuff from it and then I was trying to find it on Spotify and I couldn't even find it. Yeah. But this, we have D James who is like so ingrained in the culture and does the dopest radio show and mixes of this stuff, knows the artist himself and he creates these playlists and updates them. And now we get to go through and find within what we like out of all of it, you know? And it's not like I'm just going to DJ his exact playlist, you know? No. And also like, think about the hours of like let's say you wanted to do an afro beats playlist yeah or for your twitch stream and you've never done it before yeah you're gonna spend a full day right getting enough songs to spin for an hour yeah we're like oh it's already curated here not that you have to play all those songs yeah but it can give you an idea right of what to play like oh i like this and then maybe you search for it on you know itunes yeah or go find on dj city like oh artists like x y or z right it just it the dj game is easier to get into now because yeah. of all the tools and it's going to keep getting that way right like when they right. made turntables that you could backspin that's technology right yeah. like that's that's technology going to keep going that yeah. direction like yeah exactly yeah yeah i agree and uh i'm you know i'm excited to see where it goes and what people use and and i think a lot of people look at it as like oh it needs to be only this or only that i mean you can use it in conjunction with your library totally. make your own edits make your yeah. suicide doors song and mix it into a song from beat source totally. and and like you said, I was streaming one night and I was like, I want to play new Afro beats. I just popped on that playlist and I was playing stuff I'd never heard before. Yeah. I'm listening to it with the, the crowd. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause that, that's, I feel like what part of our job is as a DJ yeah. to one, I need to listen to music yeah. that not everybody does. And, oh, Hey, I like this. Maybe you will too. And I'll play it in my stream or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Totally. So, oh, cool. I'm glad that you I love it. use yep. it. Yeah, we've had everybody having their different things. Even DJ Revolution on here, how he uses it at his DJ school, you know, and he can make these playlists that the students can then DJ off of. Yeah. And, uh, and there's scratch sounds on there. There's actually way more scratch sounds than I realized. Yeah, I just had that automatically downloaded. Like yeah. I'm, I'm making, even though I can't really use it yet on my laptop, I've made so many kinds of playlists yeah. for when my when I'm ready. Like, yeah. I'm already making playlists. I'm like, Well, you oh, can turn it on and off. Like, sometimes if I'm in a situation where I feel like the Wi-Fi or, or my computer's going slow, I'll yeah. turn it off, you know, and try to make my thing use minimal and yep. then come back to it, yeah. you know. I may have overdone the ad add to library thing because <laughs> i got i was finding so much dope stuff i'm like yeah. boom 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 but I'm like, put, okay yeah. now i and now, <laughs> now i need it's to be too able much. to search those play <laughs> it, but, but yeah it's like i need to be able to search the playlist uh within it so once you've created that problem again that, for yourself yes. with beat source yeah exactly the same problem i was having i guess i didn't learn so, yeah that's fine uh, I'll, that's my lesson yeah. of the day hilarious <laughs> go back and delete edit Correct. yes Just that's what it's all about, being able to edit well, I'm terrified of deleting stuff. I know. But, but that's what I started doing during the pandemic. It's like, I haven't played this song I know. in eight years. It's yeah. got to go. Yeah. 
yeah, I need like a program that can go through and scan my shit and be like, dude, you haven't played this for seven years. Yeah. Like, or I have I'm four versions of the same song. For you. Yeah. 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 I have like a thousand versions. Yeah. It's I crazy. Mean, yeah. Probably if I type party rock anthem, I don't know if I, I ten, di- like, 10 different remixes. You only play like three yeah. of them. You're like, and at this point, am I ever even going to play? Maybe I'll play <laughs> the original, bring it back for some throwback <laughs> thing. But yeah. Uh, yeah. That's so cool. Well, um, before we get out of here, do you have any, uh, you know, last minute words for the DJs out there or any kind of thing you want to message you want to spread to everyone listening? You know, I think if new DJs coming up, uh, re ask questions. Yeah. But if you can answer it on Google, don't ask me. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> That's I'm more than happy to help. Like, I, I respond to 90% of my DMs. That's so true. But, like, yeah. if you can, like, if it's like, hey, how do you do instant doubles on Serato? There's, you're going to find that answer without having to ask me. Right. But like, if you want to know like, Hey, why did you play this song at a Lakers game? Or when you got to Lakers, like, why did you do this vibe? Like I'll more than happy to help people out. There's a, um, a high school kid. I can't remember where he is, but he DMs me all the time. He convinced his school to let him DJ his high school football and basketball games. Oh, dope. And he wants to know like all the in-game beats and all that stuff. And so I'm more than happy to help him out because there was nobody like that for me. I learned on the fly. Yeah. Um, but I think my words of advice only because I get it all the time is uh, think about how you would want somebody to approach you and that's how you should approach the person you're trying to get information from. Yes. And if you reach out to a DJ and they don't respond, don't take it personally, then reach out to somebody else. Like, yeah, I want to be best friends with Diplo and A-Track and uh, neither one of them has responded to my DMs yet, but I'm not taking it personally and eventually they will. Right. Yeah. And people get busy. I think people totally. take things offensive. You know, they take offense to things like people forget or they get busy. Just hit people up again, you know? Yeah. I mean, after a while, of course, you're going to stop. I've hit people up before. They haven't written me back yeah. after a while. But just, uh, you know, reach out. Like, if you reach, like, if you want to get lose. In, yeah, if you want to get into sports and the DJ in your area is not responding to you, reach out to the person in Minnesota. Maybe they will respond. Yeah. If they don't, go to Indiana. Like, whatever. Like, keep asking and somebody will eventually be willing to help you out. Why yeah. Not? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Just approach them the right way. Yes, yeah. I think that's that's <laughs> very true. It's just like what we discussed earlier. There's a fine line when you're doing the events and there's yeah. a fine line when you're approaching people, when you're trying to ask for too much or too much of their time or um yeah, think put yourself in their shoes. Yeah. Although they may seem like this amazing different type of person, they're still a human and uh And we were where you were at one point yeah. too. Like if I could go back and do my DJ career over, the only thing I would do differently is try to find a mentor. Right. I didn't do that. I, I, uh, even so to this day, I, uh, I didn't know how to ask that question, how yeah. to find the mentor. I would do that differently. It's hard. I mean, yeah. I still don't even, you know, it, it, some of those things just kind of happen cosmically, yep. like people getting married, you know, yep, I exactly. mean, because the mentor has to probably be able to get something from you in yep. the same way where a lot of people look at it as a one way street. Yeah. But hopefully, you know, they're getting something out of it as well. Well, I've had people just hit me up like, hey, who's your contact at the Lakers? I want to be the Lakers DJ. I'm like, uh, <laughs> like word for word, I'm like, mm, I don't know how to respond to this <laughs> message, so I'm not going to respond to your message. <laughs> well, hey, I yeah. really like that gig that you have, and I would like to take it from yeah, you. Can you tell me how to do that? Are just stupid. <laughs> I mean, what can you do? Spider, I love that you perform with Travis Barker, and I would love to do that. Can you give me Travis's number? <laughs> You're like, yeah, <laughs> like, call yeah him sure, up. give him a call. Yeah, I would love to give you my gig. Thanks. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> 
you know. It happens. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, shoot your shot. Yeah. yeah, shoot your shot that's however fine. you see yeah. fit and then see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. That's great advice, though. And, um, man, I'm just so happy that we got to catch up here. And, and in person, I was – thanks for having me in person. Yes, knew, thanks yeah. for coming in. This is great. I mean, um, I love – you know, just able to talk in a – both of it is great, and I love that I've been able to interview online. But um, yeah, this in is person, so you can even with Zoom, like in person, you can just yeah. the body language, and there's no delay or the internet. Oh, it's yeah. so much better. <laughs> I know. So yeah, thanks. Have fun. Good luck in Tokyo. Thank you so much. Thank you. I can't wait to see the Insta stories yeah. and pictures, Me too. and uh, you know, hear about it afterwards. Do a follow up yeah. podcast one day for uh, sure. Hear about the Tokyo trip, especially your first time in Tokyo. Yeah, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Oh my god, I'll try to. Yeah, like you said, I don't know where you'll be able to go, but I'll tell you what I've learned from my times cool. there. Cool, very cool. Yeah, you know. yeah. All right, well, thank you so much. Thanks and for having we me. We'll we'll see you soon. All right, sounds good. All right, peace. Okay, great. Second time doing the in person podcast after the pandemic, and it was wonderful. Felt so good. Feel so alive. Um, thank you to DJ Ruche for coming in here and doing that with us. I uh, really enjoyed getting to know him in person and getting to know him better and how he made his career. Uh, if you guys want to keep in touch with me, hear any other people on the podcast, have me help you out with anything, find me on Instagram at DJ Spider, DJ S-P-I-D-E-R, or on Twitch. I'm on there, same spelling. Um, and uh, thank you guys, the Beat Sorcerers, everybody for listening and tuning in week after week. I really appreciate it. Uh, this The 20 Podcast is produced by Beat Source. Join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. I'm DJ Spider signing off. Peace. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.